Welcome to the High Energy Ballers Podcast with Eric DeJohn. Designed to inspire, motivate, and take your game and life to the next level. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform. And as always, bring the energy. Welcome to another episode of High Energy Ballers. Today, I got a real special guest, Dr. Billy Allsbrooks. Billy, what's happening, man? God is good, brother. What's happening, man? What's happening? Nah, I'm just blessing unstoppable. You know what I'm saying? Amen. 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 <laughs> Absolutely. So, Billy, Dr. Billy Allsbrooks, he is a motivational speaker. If you check out his YouTube, he's got freaking tons of people viewing his, you know, looking at his videos and um, the guy is just a motivational monster, as you'll be able to tell throughout this episode. Um, so, Billy, why don't you, you know, just start telling people a little bit about your background, where you're from, and uh, all about what you do a little bit. Well, se- 17 years I was in the music business. You know, yeah. I was a, a rap artist, music producer, on-air per- um, personality, songwriter, um, produced for multi-gold and platinum acts. Mm-hmm. And, man, really was just, you know, immersed in what we call the Hollywood lifestyle, you know, the fast cars, um, you know, big houses, you know, money, accolades, fast women, all of that, man. I was just, you know, immersed in what the world calls um, success, man. And um, I chased it all for 17 years, did it at a high level, you know, um, hit the billboard charts, um, you know, probably did what 95% of most music artists couldn't do. I didn't go as far as I wanted to go because, man, I only had one thing in mind and that was going all the way, bro. But, um, you know, we got close, but no cigar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, 2007, man, I transitioned. Um, my father passed away in front of me, right, unexpectedly. And it, it really just rocked, you know, my world or whatever. And it shook me at the core, made me reexamine my life and what I was doing. Because when I was doing music, man, I was in the thug life. You know, I was, yeah. you, know, you know, out of my mouth, I was just, you know, spitting destruction. You know, drugs, gangs, mm-hmm. um, pimping, all of You know, just everything oh, negative that, yeah. yeah, the whole nine. But that's what I did. And um, my dad passed away in front of me, made me really sit down and examine, um, you know, what I was doing with my life. And, and I just really wasn't happy with, you know, the fruit I was producing and, and the kind of lifestyle I was living. And I kind of was beginning to mature and um, awaken to this new thing that was on the inside of me. And then around 2017, I finally came into that. Like it took a long, like 10 years there. It was, a, you know, 10 year, what I call the wilderness, man, where I got out of the music business at the end of 2007 and was seeking to find myself you know, for 10 years, I was, you know, going through all kinds of um, trials and tribulations in that, in that time period. But 2017, man, I really stepped into um, my true calling, my true purpose and mission in life, which is, you know, motivational art, motivational artists, mm-hmm. and, um, which, which consists of writing books, um, motivational speaking, uh, motivational songs, uh, live events, you know, all different kinds of mediums inside of mm-hmm. uh, motivation. That's what I do now, man. And and right now I'm on a on a 40 city tour. You know, we don't see COVID. We still coming hard. You know, yeah. we never stopped. We never we took like one one month and a half, I think, off in March to um the end of May. And then man, we was right back at it. As soon as they opened the gates, man, we was the first one there. And um, yeah. I'm on this 40 city tour, man, going around trying to impact lives now. The same way um in the thug life that I was spitting destruction, now I'm spitting construction, right? I, I'm building people up, yeah. trying to make them better and, and, and giving God the glory along the way. You know, that's what I'm doing now. Yeah, I love it. And yeah, obviously, I've seen a bunch of your videos. I come across them and, you know, it, it fires me up, to say the least. You know what I mean? And uh, right. 
So, so you said so, something that stuck out to me there. You know, you said I had a lot of trials and tribulations from 07 oh, yeah. by myself for 10 years. So mm-hmm. talk, talk a little bit about that, right? Because that's trials and tribulations is like the more trials, tribulations, adversity you have, the more you, you, uh, you know, once you, once you eventually find yourself, you just feel like, you know, you can do anything, especially 10 years. That's a long time of, of you know, really trying right. to figure yourself out. Well, I'm telling you, man, I, you know, I, I would never want to have to go back through that period again. Mm-hmm. But I tell you what, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here today doing what I do today had I not went through the struggles. You know, trials and tribulations sow the seeds for greatness, man. And that's where you get your degree. You can't go to, to college to learn greatness. And you can learn knowledge in college, but you can't learn greatness in college. The only way to learn greatness is go through the struggle. We are products of the struggle. You know, it's our response to the struggle that, that really defines us. And uh, what happened with me, basically, my father, as I mentioned earlier, he died in front of me unexpected, had a blood clot um, and just died on a Sunday one day, man. You know, he had a stroke yeah. and 12 days later, I see him die right in front of my eyes. Yeah. And um, what, what, it, what it did to me on, internally was it caused panic attacks and PTSD from that trauma that I saw, you know, the way I saw him die. Mm-hmm. And for the next really seven years, all I um, was... was was able to do was just um, fight this thing on the inside. It basically took over my life. I went, you know, for one day I'm on stage in front of 20,000 people, man, rocking the mic, you know, in the rap world to being two weeks locked up in my room, scared to come out because of these panic attacks and PTSD. Like if I walked out the house, boom, I'm having a panic attack. If I'm in a line at Walmart, boom, I'm having a panic attack. If I'm in a restaurant, boom, I'm having a panic attack. And these panic attacks are so severe um, I would run to the hospital. I ran to the hospital 12 times in nine months, man, thinking I was dying. See, my mind was playing tricks. It, it was telling me that I was going to die just like my daddy was. It was, you know, that was the, the trauma that, you know, I, I uh, adopted from that situation, man. And it would just not let me go. I just could not get control of my mind. So, you know, today when I speak about the power of the mind and, and, and the ability it has to change our life, I understand it firsthand because I saw both sides of it. I saw how the mind could destroy one, you know, that didn't have control of it. And also saw how it could build one once you got behind the steering wheel. And I searched for that steering wheel for seven years, man. I tried everything I could do. Um, I went to every single counselor in town, therapist, church program, grief share. I mean, you name it, man. I, I tried it all because it literally ripped everything that I had built. 17 years, I had made a lot of money and, and, you know, had a lot of accomplishments, built a big name. And day by day, it was like a death by a thousand cuts, man. It began to, to take away and steal and, and uh, rob me of everything that I had earned and, and built. Until finally, I got to the bottom of me where there was nothing else. There was no funds around. Everybody had abandoned me. Uh, the money was gone. Uh, the name by that time, you know, four or five years into this thing, you know, people, you know, got a short memory in the music business. Five years later, I'm, I'm out of sight, out of mind. And I'm all alone just sitting there struggling with this, um, you know, panic attacks and this things that I'm going through. And I'd also, since I had got out of music business too, one thing that kept me kind of, I believe, looking back at it, that kept me in this struggle for so long is I didn't have anything to pull, like to look forward to every day. I had, you know, when I got out of music, that had been my calling for so long. I was so um, intent every day when I got up, I was living with intention. Like I got to get up today and I got to build this dream, right? Mm-hmm. Well, when I got out of music business, I never replaced the dream. I didn't have another dream. I was trying to dream it, but I just couldn't figure out who I was. Mm-hmm. You know, I, like, who am I? And I was also struggling with the panic attack. So um, my vision was cloudy, you know, and it wasn't until like, you know, six or seven years in when I began to come out of that um, darkness and that wilderness that I began to say, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm better now. Show me my new calling. Show me my purpose. Show me my mission. I'm ready. Put me in now. 
right? And then around, you know, seven, eight years, then, then things started beginning to be revealed piece by piece, little bitty pieces. See, people want to know, you know, they want to know it all at one time. Like, just tell me what I'm here for. But it, it, yeah. it's really a journey, man. It, it, it's yeah. a discovery. We have to get up every single day and, and um, seek the depths of ourselves to find yeah. who we really are. You know, yeah. and, and it took me maybe longer than most people, man, 10 years. You know, I, I don't know uh, yeah. how long it would have took most people. But for me, it felt like it took forever. But, yeah. you know, God, it, you know, God has a way of restoring time in a way that, you know, we get it back if we trust him with it, man. And he's he's given me tenfold back, man, in, in the last few years. And I, like I said, I would never want anyone to go through what I did, but I would not be here today had I not gone through that struggle. And maybe some of you watching right now, you're going through the struggle and you don't understand why you're going through it. There's a purpose and a reason behind it. You just got to trust God as you go through it. Yeah. With each piece of adversity, there, become, there comes a seed of an equivalent advantage. That's right. That's right. It, I got it from the I got it from you know the school of hard knocks, man. When when I go in and tell people now, um, you know, that are going through trials and tribulations, and I'm speaking to them, I can speak to them because I know the language of the struggle because I've been in it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, struggle is a language. You know yeah. what I mean? And and I became fluent in it, right? So when yeah. I come into a room now and somebody's going through cancer, somebody's going through um, bankruptcy, somebody's going through divorce and, and wanting to give up, I know how to meet that person where they're at because I've been there. So yeah. when I look back at it now, the reason for my struggle, which I thought was all about me, see, and this is what we do. We confuse sometimes. We, we think it's all about us, right? And I'm thinking like, Lord, why are you putting me through this? And, you know, why are you not bringing me out? I'm praying every day and nothing's getting better. And why are you torturing me and all that? And I'm thinking it's about me. And really, it's not. It, it was like, I've got to prepare you. This is what God said. I've got to prepare you so that when you go out, you'll be effective at reaching the lost and the people that are broken. And I need somebody who understands that to be able to convey the message that I'm going to give them. And I need you to go through this and trust me. And see, I, I didn't know that at the time. I was thinking it was all about me, me, when really it was just the preparation, the molding, and the sculpting for the calling. You know, we, we have two things in life, man. We have a mission. And our mission is to, you know, to discover um, our calling and what, what God has planted in us, right, to, to, to uh, do. The, the second thing is our purpose, and our purpose is to give that calling away. Right. Uh-huh. To give our gift, to give our talent, the thing that we've been, um, you know, gifted in to give that to the world, man. And, uh-huh. and um, you know, I had to I had to learn those things the hard way, man. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure, brother. So how, how can someone find their calling? Right. Because a lot of people, as you're telling the story, I'm sitting here thinking, man, like almost everybody could say that. Right. Like my, my vision was cloudy or their vision still mm-hmm. is cloudy. They don't know what their calling is. How can somebody find their calling? Is there a way to do that or do you just have to just just go through the journey? I can tell you one, you know, actually I can tell you two things. For one, follow the smoke. And what I mean by that is the things that set you on fire mm-hmm. on the inside, the things that you cannot get enough of. The things that when, when you're doing it, time ceases to exist. And like, like when you're doing something, you look up all of a sudden and three hours have gone by and it seems yeah. like, you know, 30 minutes. That's the clue. When time ceases to exist, you're in, you're in the, the divine realm, man. And, that, and that's what it's about. Um, another thing is whatever makes you um, angry or makes you sad, makes you cry, that moves you to a state of emotion, that's a clue because it's tapping into something that's on the inside of you. Um, and the third thing that I did that was really, really critical in, in my journey was I got along with God every single day. See, I was going through the struggle. Nothing else was working. So I got to the end of me and I, I went to God and I'm like, okay, um, it's just me and you because I've tried everything I could do. So I got along with him every single day in meditation and, and prayer for 30 minutes every single day. 
And all of a sudden, after a little while doing this every single day, things in my life began to make sense that didn't make sense before. I didn't know why they did, I just understood them. It was just like I had this uh, another level of awareness that wasn't there before I started doing that one-on-one time. And, and things began to make sense. And God all along was pointing me to myself. I just had so much noise and so much chaos going on around me that I wasn't listening. See, God is speaking all day, we just don't listen. So when we get alone, we can actually start to hear that voice that's on the inside of us. See, God is on the inside of us. It's not some far away place. He's on the inside of you. That's why you're capable of doing anything that he assigned you to do, because he's on the inside of you. There's a, a scripture in the word that says, with God, all things are possible, right? So when you understand that God is on the inside of you, you can do whatever dream he puts in you. There's no limits to how far you can go once you understand that the power that's on the inside of you, man. And by getting alone with him, I began to discover myself. See, once I got awareness of him, I had the mirror. He would hold up the mirror spiritually, and I could see my own reflection into who he made me to be. Then it started to make sense. So, like, definitely follow the smoke to whatever makes you excited, whatever excites you to get up in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you're doing something and you're doing it all night and it's almost bedtime, but you hate to go because you love what you're doing. You don't even want to go to bed. That's the clue. You know, the thing that most people do is they trade in their passion. They trade in their calling for the paycheck. It's like, I got to pay bills. So, you know, they give up on the dream. They give up on the passion. They give up on the thing that they actually could succeed at and actually do at a higher level that actually could be benefit the world the most that they could do. They give that up for that quick nine to five paycheck because they can't see how they'll ever make it or make money doing the thing that they love, right? So they'll give that up and go chase this nine to five. And to me, mm-hmm. the biggest and number one um, problem in the world, it's not global warming, man. It, it's people being out of position. They're mm-hmm. not doing what they were called and assigned to do by God. Every, each and every one of us has that gift. Each and every one of us has a calling that we can be geniuses in if we just do it and perfect it. The thing that God has you know, assigned us to do, we can do that. But most people don't either aren't aware of that or they don't believe enough in, you know, to pursue it. So they they trade that in for that nine to five, that quick job. I gotta pay bills, yeah. right? And then you, that's right. And then what we have the the, yeah. the result of that is we got ninety percent of the world doing something they weren't called to do, so mm-hmm. they're not in position. And if you're not doing what you're called to do, somebody's not getting the value in the thing that you were supposed to provide, and it's like a domino effect. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then you got the whole world out of position, and we wonder why this world is, you know, in such a state of chaos. Everybody banging in, and everybody, everybody frustrated always. Why are you frustrated? Because you're not doing what you were called to do. It's on the inside, and the only way a person will ever have that peace is to do what God has called you to do. That frustration is trying to move you back to who mm-hmm. you truly are. We have moved away. The more we move away from us, the more frustration we're gonna have on the inside. Right. Mm-hmm. And the closer we get to us, that God, the, the one that God called us to you know, be and the talents and gifts that we have, the more we use that, the more peace we're going to have, the, the, the more joy we're going to have, the more happiness we're going to have, the more power we're going to function in every single day when we get up. But the further we get away, it's, it's more limitations. There's more limitations in your life. When you do your calling, inside your calling, you can uh, attract, achieve and do anything that you set your mind to inside your calling. There are no limits inside that. Because that's what God has ordained and, and, and anointed you to do. Outside of it, there's limitations. Yeah, I got you. So what if someone's, you know, they, they, they're, they, they, they're doing something they love, right? But it's something mm-hmm. that they haven't been able to, they don't see themselves or they, there's just no possible way to make as much money as 
they could with this say it's not a nine to five, but it's something that they could make a lot more money with. Do you think they, they should, they would still, they should still stick with their calling because that's going to, they're going to become more creative if it's something that they're passionate. So overall in the long term, they're going to end up becoming a lot more successful. Would you say that would be the, the right thing to do or somebody who's like, well, always, yeah, I always say chase the fire, man. Because, yeah. See, look, money chases fire. Ooh. Okay. Money chases value. Right. Yeah. And this is what we got to understand. If we are on fire, yeah. they will come to us. If we add value, money will come to us. Now I teach it at my seminars like this. I teach it in a three, three step process. Um, mm -hmm. The way to find yourself. First, it starts with fire. What am you ask this question? What am I most passionate about? Mm -hmm. What, um, you know, what just really makes me feel alive that shifts my whole state when I do it. We got to start with that. You got to start with, with fire. And what you want to do is set every area of your life on fire. Now, maybe you don't know your calling yet. Well, set everything else on you, in your life on fire. Like your relationships should be on fire. You shouldn't be in a lukewarm um, relationships with anybody, whether it's friends or soulmate or whatever. Everything in your life needs to be on fire. And it'll catch on to other areas. So if you don't know where to start, just find one piece in your life right now and set that thing on fire. And that fire will begin to spread, right? Mm -hmm. and, and the fire will awaken and burn away the things that don't belong in your life until you're in the center of doing what you're supposed to do. Now, the second um, part of this equation is truth. It's fire, your passion, and then truth. Now, what I mean by that is you have to be who you are. Like, let's say, for instance... Um, if I like basketball, I said, man, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant. Okay, I love basketball, but my truth is I'm not a basketball player. As much as I love that, if I'm trying to do that and that's not what I'm called to do, I love it and I admire those guys, but that's not really my call and that's not my truth, right? So we have to do it our way, our truth and what's inside of us. Like some people look great in a suit, man. They just look like they were, you know, like they were designed for the suit. Other people like me, I, I don't feel good in that suit. That's not my truth. So whatever your truth is, you have to own your truth. You know what I'm saying? So you take your passion and you combine it with your truth and deliver it the way you feel, right? And then what you do, this last part is what you're, what you're discussing here is what I call the music. Now, when I say music, I don't mean acoustic music. What I mean, music is the, the vibration, right? Everything in this world is a, a vibration music we're all just vibrating right now okay what i'm saying is the music is the packaging of the first two your fire and your truth how do i package my passion up my yeah. truth up in a way that will add value to the world and yeah. the more value i add the more money i'm gonna have so if somebody says well i can't figure out how to make money i can tell you right now figure out a way to reach more people and add more value doing what you do mm -hmm. right now i could get I could, you know, back in the day, I started out doing, um, as I began to discover motivation and doing, doing what I'm doing now, I started out in a small room of 15 people, man. Every, every Monday night, I'd go to this men's group at church, and, and I got asked to teach. Now, I only had 15 people there, okay? So, if I want, you know, to step into the next level of abundance and the next level of success, I got to reach more than that, right? So, I go on YouTube. Why? I apply leverage, Leverage. I right. take my talent, my truth, and I package it up, and I leverage it to the masters. Now, instead of those 15 people, man, I'm reaching 33 million right now. We have 33 million views right now. Right. You see, because I've leveraged the same gift, the same lessons that I was teaching on Monday night to 15 people, I just found a better way to package it, and now it's going out to 30-something million people. You know what I'm saying? So what you have to do is figure out, you say, okay, who needs what I have? Right? How can I add value to more people? And just keep asking that question every day that you get up. How do I add more value? How do I add more value? See, now most people get up and say, how can I get more money? 
right? That's that's the downfall. Money is a byproduct of adding value. So if we stick with value, we stick with truth, we stick with fire, man, money will come stalk us. Money stalks people that understand that, that understand what they're here for, why they're here for, and have a dream. Money will come find you. You just have to get up every single day and pursue it with aggression, you know? Yeah. And if you use these three, these three elements and always um, filter everything through your life through these three, the fire, the truth, and the music, how you package yourself up, You'll find the money. The money will be there at the end, end of the uh, the game, and, and you'll have what you want to have. You just got to be patient, you know? Most people say, well, you know, I, I'd be struggling if I if I did that. Well, most people, the truth is, most people struggling anyway. They're doing a nine-to-five that they don't like, still struggling. So if I'm going to struggle, I'm at least going to be struggling building the thing that God has called me to do, building the thing that I love to do every day. I want to build a life that I can't wait to get up in the morning. I don't want to get up and be like, man, I got 60 more days of this. You know, I don't want to live like that. And I know so many people, bro, that um, are living this kind of lifestyle. And, and, and that's what I call not really living. They're only living maybe a day a week, one of the seven days. Six days they're giving away to somebody else, doing something they don't love, doing something they're not passionate about, doing something that's making them miserable. And maybe on Sunday they sleep in a little bit, go to the park with the kids and have about two hours to themselves. That is not living. Mm. Like on my seminars, I had this commercial. And the first thing on the commercial I say is, are you living life or is life living you? This is what I'm talking about. Like yeah. other people have chosen your destiny for you because you've allowed them to do that. Yeah. God didn't design us to be the, the tail. We are the head and not the tail, above, not below. So we got to get behind this call and say, Lord, you know, ignite this thing in me. Right. Show me what I'm called to do. Hold up the mirror so I can see who you made me to be and then send me out in the world and let me do it. And get up every single day and attack like that. They will fire truth and music and money will come stalking. That's right. And they, those people, they might not be struggling financially, but there's other ways that they're struggling, like you said, oh, right? yeah. spiritually, right. uh, emotionally, right. they don't even right. know it, right? So you're right. saying focus on what's going to drive you, what's going to light that fire. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's going to surpass those other two things. You know, who cares about a little financial security for a little while, you know, the short term. Right, right, right. Short term comfort for that, that long term you know, comfort, right? So Exactly. And it's going to spread into other areas too. Let me give you an example. If I'm going to a job I don't like, you know, to go to every day, let me show you all the side effects from that. Okay. For one, I'm not really connected to myself. So I'm not vibrating at the highest level of my existence. And I'm miserable. Let's say, man, I just hate them people at that job, right? So I come home to the marriage and I'm frustrated. I'm angry. I'm mad. The marriage is suffering because I'm not vibrating and doing the thing that would make that marriage on right. fire, right? It, 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 it's like when we're out of our calling, we can't compartmentalize that. It will seek to spread in every other area that we have, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm in a, doing a, a calling, a job that I'm not designed to do, that I'm not really gifted as much as I am my thing, then I'm having to work longer hours because I'm not gifted and I'm having to do more hours to do the thing that somebody who was gifted in it could do, right? Because I'm having to um, you know, overcompensate for that. So I, I'm spending more hours at work Right. I'm making less money because I'm really not as gifted in that thing as I would be doing what I was calling. So I'm having to put more hours in. What is that doing? That's putting pressure on what? The marriage. It's putting pressure on the kids, right? They're not seeing me because now instead of working an eight hour job doing the thing that I, you know, would have been able to do doing the thing I love, I'm working 12 and 15 hours doing something I hate. So all these other consequences are happening along the line. Another thing I'm putting now instead of doing 40 hours, I'm doing 70, 80, trying to compensate. My body's getting more tore down wore down 
right? It's, it's destroying me on the inside. This is why you have, you know, the, the stresses and the high blood pressures and the strokes and the heart attacks and all. People are not doing what they were called to do. See, what I do, my events, man, I get up there, bro, time ceases. Bro, I'm talking about, like, I could talk for 24 hours and never never come off that, yeah. that stage and never miss it. Now, I'm not looking at the clock saying, man, how long do I have? I just love doing what I want to do. I get high from it. That's what it's, you know, that's what we're called to do. We're supposed to ha- get a natural high. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and and I always say this um at the events, man, there's no, there's no drug, there's no alcohol, there's no sex that compares to being in the center of your call. And when you get in it, man, it's like, it's like, it's just like potent the whole time I do yeah. it. And, and and I want to get back. As, I want to get back on that stage as soon as possible. When I when I when I say the last words, and I, I say thank y'all for coming out today. Um, you know, you know, have a blessed week. I'm like, man, I got two more days before I speak again. Damn, it's I, like the most depressing time, bro. Yeah, it's yeah. the most depressing time. I'm like, man, I got two more days. Like, yeah. you know, because that's what I'm doing, what I'm called to do. And maybe it's not speaking for. For those that are watching, it's, it's something else. But whatever it is, man, you've got to get in the center of it. Embrace that thing, man. That's where you stand the best shot of living the highest level of existence that you can is inside your thing. Outside that thing, you're going to have limitations, frustration, sickness, disease, stresses that you are not supposed to have. Right. So I, it might take a while. Now, listen to me. Just so I can um, clear this up for people watching. Now, I'm not saying quit your job tomorrow. And just go because you don't you don't have awareness yet of who you are right now. What I'm saying is put this down on paper and say, okay, in six months from now, I'm gonna move out of this job. I'm gonna prepare every single day from now to the next six months. And when six months come, I'm leaving the keys, I'm giving them my notice and I'm gone. I'm gonna step forward and do what God has called me to do. Now, and maybe it's nine months, maybe it's six weeks, whatever it is, you've got to commit to doing you today. I want you to get a piece of paper out and say, I will from this forward, this moment forward, do me, do what God has called me to do. And I'm going to spend every second getting myself ready to do that. Right? So if you're in a job right now and you don't know who you are, that's okay. But every single day, now your mission, your calling right now is to find the calling. Now, Michelangelo said, every stone has a statue on the inside of it. It's the artist's job to find it. Now, we are the rock. Right. The statue's on the inside. The greatness is on the inside. It's our job to find it. It's our job to find the gifts. That's what life is all about, discovering who we are. So get up every single day and pursue that which God has called you to do. I promise you, when you find it, it'll be worth every second. It'll be worth every penny that you want to do it. It'll be worth it. Trust me. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, dude, that's the fact that you went from 15 people i'm sitting here thinking dude this dude went from 15 people at a seminar right now he's he pushed his videos out and using that leverage you were talking about right right 33 million people right watching these videos right so did that because i know you're doing these these world tours where you're traveling to all mm-hmm. these cities around the country mm-hmm. and you said there's people wall to wall you know mm-hmm. there's tons of people in there. i mean i've seen i've right. seen videos, right? so i've seen the, the crowd um did that the combination of that leverage that you started to put out, you know, on social media, do you think that blew it up for you? Or was it just a combination of, you know, multiple things? The fire is the, the um, centerpiece of it, right? I, I say this in the teachings when I was mentioning earlier, the three things, the fire, truth, and the music. Okay, mm-hmm. let's say you're starting out right now and you have nothing, but you just have a passion for doing something. Right, coaching, teaching, motivating, music, whatever it is that um, business, whatever entrepreneurism, whatever it is that you're you're passionate about. That fire, listen to me. 
Maybe you don't have anything else. Maybe you don't have a team. Maybe you don't have resources. Maybe you don't have an outlet, nothing. You haven't got anything to figure it out. Here's the thing I tell everybody. Set yourself on fire and the world will come see you burn. Now, remember what I told you earlier that 90% of the world is out of their calling? Okay, right. when you're out of the calling, this is what I call is living in the dark. Okay, the whole world is living in the dark. The only place that you'll ever catch on fire is in the thing God's called you to do. And the further you get away from it, the less your fire burns. Okay, so the whole world, 90% of the world is dark. When you light up and when you do your thing, you become that light, that, that blaze. And everybody says, oh, what's that? It's light. It's like the bugs at night, right? When you cut the light on outside, the bugs say, oh, light. And they come to the light, right? Everything circles around the light at night. You become that light in the night. And everybody comes to see what is going over there. Because they're like, hold on, you're passionate about what you do. Right. And you don't even have to say it. They can see it because you're vibrating at, at a different level than you were before you were doing your thing. And it's just something that's, that creates a magnetism that attracts people that are required to build your dream. There's things will begin to open up. Doors will begin to open up. Opportunities will begin to come when you get in the center of your calling to make make a way so that you can continue to do it. If God never gives you a vision and a calling without providing a provision, but we have to trust him with it first. Right. We have to sow faith first before we get the return. So when you start to do your thing and you light up and you turn that passion on, everybody's like, man, something's different about you. I want a piece of that. Because yeah. like I said, everybody's, you know, 12 hours, 15 hours, they're doing something they're not called to do. They're miserable. And over here, they see you turn up. They're like, oh, I, I got to figure out what's going on over there because I want some of that. And then all of a sudden, you know, the doors that weren't open before and your other things that you were trying to do when you're doing the thing that you are, they will open up, man. And you have that opportunity to do it every single day. And I learned it like this as far as the leverage you were talking about with, with the, uh, the YouTube. Back in the music business, when I was in it, the, the earlier days of it, there wasn't the internet. There wasn't the connection the way it is today, right? So I was doing the hustle, the grind. I've always grinded my whole life. I mean, mm -hmm. that's just the only thing I knew. I, to be honest, I've only had two jobs my whole life. Yeah. Two play, jobs. I had. Growing up, you play sports? You play sports? Yeah, I play, I, I play sports. I dominated all the way through um, high school until I found rapping. When I found rapping, I was like, okay, this is my thing. And yeah. when I got out of high school, um, I began to pursue it. But I only really had two jobs, man. I had a job um, at a dollar store. I, I had three jobs. I'm sorry. I had a, a job for like two weeks at a dollar store. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I had I had a, a a 90 day job before Christmas at Target and I was working at this clothing store in the mall selling clothes right on commission. Now I learned real quick, man, I don't want to this is not the kind of life I, I don't want to be working for other people, man. I got I had too much spirit in me and too much um, you know, passion and things like that. I wanted to do what I love. I didn't understand the principles. I just knew that wasn't for me. I learned it real quick. So when I got in the music business, I learned to hustle, man. When I would come out with a with a song or whatever, back then we called it mixtapes. This is how old I am. It was actual mixtapes. I, you know, when I when I got the tapes done, man, I'd make all these copies and I just hit the streets, man. Like, hey, I got my, you know, got my new tape, got my new song, got my new song, and I would sell these all day, and that's how I paid rent and everything. From day one, this is what I did. I committed to it, and um, you know, just went out and and, and really really grinded with it. But here's the problem: I wasn't using any leverage. Now, what I was doing, I had a super grind, outgrinding everybody in my neighborhood, everybody in my city pretty much. I'm selling tapes all day and I'm making local money because I've got a local hustle, local grind, right? Now, when I got into this, there's all these new forms of leverage that have been developed 
and created now like YouTube, Facebook, Instagram that will connect us to the world. These things weren't really in existence at the time I was doing music. So mm-hmm. I knew when I got into it, when I, first thing I did was, you know, write my book, Blessed and Unstoppable. Um, you know, that I actually did before I started doing YouTube. Now I got the book done. I'm like, man, God had put this dream of, of writing this book in, you know, put it in me. And once I got it done, I realized, okay, I can't make the same mistake I did in music and keep my, my, my hustle local. I've got to take it to the masses. So the book is my passion. The motivation is on my, my package. And, and it's my truth. Now I got to package it up in music. How do I deliver it to the world? How do I deliver it to the masses? I said, what's available? Okay, social media is going to be my outlet. It's the guerrilla uh, warfare strategy, right? For the person who doesn't have the money and the resources. We can, if we understand the technology, we can leverage in such a way that we can become successful all around the world and not just local. So I took what I was doing local with the local hustle, modified it, went, ran that, that same hustle through the internet, and now, man, it, it made all the difference in the world. My book is sold in 29 countries now. It's not, you know, 29 neighborhoods like I was doing back in the day. It's 29 countries. Why? What's different? The, I had the same hustle. Just, it's just modified in a more effective manner to reach more people, right? It, it's like, um, I remember hearing the story. There, this one guy had a, had a hamburger store. A hamburger um, restaurant or whatever. He he made the best burger in town, but his leverage was local. He had a local restaurant. Then there's McDonald's across the street. Their burger ain't as good, but their delivery system right. and their leverage is unmatchable. Yeah. yeah, they billion serve right. You, you you feel me? It's not about the burger. We always think it's about the product. A lot of times it's just about the delivery of the product and who can take it to the masses and and add the most value and. When, when, when I got into this, I realized that principle from, from the years of struggle. You know, whenever we don't understand a law, uh, you know, a natural law, a principle that God has put in place, we struggle. And I didn't understand the law of leverage until going through all those years of, of struggling in the music business. I always, I always kept hitting a ceiling. Like I'd go further than everybody else, but there was still the ceiling. I'm like, where's the ceiling? Why do I keep, you know, I get go as far as I could. Every record that would come out, every every album that I'd come out, I'd do really, really great, man, but I'd hit the ceiling and I could never break through. And looking back at it was because that was the limit of my leverage. I'd hit the the, the ceiling of my leverage. So if you want to go to the next level, you got to grab a different leverage and, and, and ride that to the next level. And this internet today, man, if we really, truly study it, and, and really truly understand it, man. We can take what we do and package this thing up and, and, and shoot it across the globe. So whatever it is, maybe you can't necessarily in a conventional way put it on the internet. There's still a way the internet can benefit you in a way that will allow you to do greater than you would otherwise. So whatever it is, just think about how do I take what I do and package it up and instead of serving one person, how do I serve a million people with this thing? Right? right? For instance, let's just say, let's say for instance, somebody's a school teacher, right? Mm-hmm. Like my mother, let's say for instance, she teaches um, music lessons and she's got 50 students locally that come every single week, pay her good money and she sits down with them for 30 minutes to an hour to teach. Okay, here again, it's kind of like me at the, at the church group, I had 15 people, right? She's got that. Now, if my mother turns around and writes a book, if she turns around and does videos on teaching students and kids on how to play music, she can, instead of teaching 50, she could teach 5,000. She right. can teach 50,000. She could teach 500,000, whatever. So these leverages are out there. We just got to tap into them, man. They've always been there. We just didn't understand them. And the more we understand them, the more we can. Right, exactly. You got to get creative. Exactly. Yeah. 
and a lot of people don't like don't understand it too because you know the social social media is it's it's not like new now but you know it's something right. that, uh, you know you couldn't use 20 years ago the way you can now oh yeah yeah we're, we're in a whole new generation now we done we've done crossed over man it is something and it's such an in infant stages you know we've been having it like you said 20 years but it's it's still in a i mean baby baby stages bro baby yeah. stages yeah, absolutely. Well, Billy, I know you got to get rolling here soon, brother, but I, I got one more question for you. What, okay. are, what are some habits and overall, you know, just actions people need to take if they want to, you know, take their game to the next level, if they're actually serious about that? What would you first, say? First thing, first thing I would do is um, get out a piece of paper. As soon as you hear the end of this message or whoever's watching, get out a piece of paper and say what I want my legacy to be in life. Yes. When you're dead and gone, how do you want to be remembered? See, we got to get the ending right. If, if, if we want to live a successful life, first we got to write the ending. I remember reading this story about um, this author and every, every book that he put out was a bestseller. So they were talking about his creative process in the interview and they said, you know, how do you write your book? How are you able to do this over and over and over successful and just recreate success every time you release a book? And he said, it's simple. He said, what I do first is I write the last chapter of my book first. So I will always know where I'm going to end up, right? Wow. So here in life, we need to write our last chapter because if we get that last chapter wrong, mm. all this stuff we're doing right here is not going to matter because what if you're pursuing something right now on your deathbed, you would hate that you even pursued. You know, you got to fast forward to the end of time, your last day here on earth, and, and you got to look back and say, what would I wish I would have done? And, right. and write that down on paper and start doing that every single day to the end, right? Define what, it, what you want your legacy to be, what you're here for, what you want to be remembered for. Start with that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If you get that right, that's half the battle right there. And, and the second part of that is getting a vision for who you are, why you are, and what you are, right? What you want to achieve, why you want accomplishment, why you're here on, on earth, man. Find that calling. Spend every second. If you don't know your calling, if you can't say it in one sentence, man, I'm called to do this. If you don't know it, you need to get up every single day and explore yourself and keep asking self-assessment questions till you discover it. When you find that, the day you find that calling is the day life truly begins. Every day else is just a preparation till you find that. The day that you find that is the day your life will change. I'm telling you, the day you turn up with that fire, it's going to make all the difference in the world, man. You know, I'd been, like I told you before, I'd been in... Um, in the rap game on stage in front of 20,000 people, mm -hmm. but I never felt as good as I did that first time when I spoke in front of that men's group in front of 15 people, because that was really my call and my real thing to do yeah. was to sow life into people. And when I did it, man, I was like, what is this, man? It was like, you know, an atom bomb went off on the inside, man. And so definitely decide what you want your legacy to be, get a vision for your life. The third thing I would say every single day, read, 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 read the lives of great men and women who have changed the world, who have done big things, who have um, made an impact. I read every single day, man. I got books, even in this hotel right now, I read every books. single day. What's that? Favorite books? I would say one, the, the two, two books that really set me in motion outside of the Bible. Um, the first one I'd say, Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. Mm -hmm. Most all self-development, you know, self person-development books today, there you go. Most all personal development books today are, are in some way rooted in the principles that Napoleon Hill teaches, right? Mm -hmm. and, and the second one that influenced me um, was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah. Now, Robert Kiyosaki is the one that, in a, you know, reading his teaching and philosophy introduced me to the leverage. 
I realized that I needed to get off the paycheck. Like the nine to five, you know, people say, well, how do millionaires become millionaires? They, they can't see it. They can't fathom it and think it's fantasy because they're trying to look through it through a nine to five system to get to a million and you're never going to get there. There's not enough hours in a day. There's not enough money doing a nine to five system to get there, right? You have to get off that paycheck system to become a millionaire. And as he used to say, um, some people work too much to get rich, right? Because if, if they're spending all their time doing something they weren't called to do, they won't spend time on the thing they were called to do and never get out of that rat race, man. So um, definitely read. That, that, that has made the most difference in my life. I, I started reading around... 2001, I stumbled on the Kiyosaki's book first, and he talked about that we needed to self-educate ourselves, right? The things that they didn't teach us in school growing up, these are the things that we're missing, and these are the things that really determine how far we go in life, not the stuff that we learned in, in school. That's the basics. But this stuff um, is, is what's going to determine how, how, how far we go, how much impact we make, and how much happiness we actually have is, is the knowledge that we discover on our own. So I began to become a master of personal development and self-study, right? And I would just read and read every single day. I went to the bookstore, man, two, three hours a day and just took notes. And I've been doing that since 2001. And, and, and it's changed me because, man, um, as God says in the word, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. And, and so many people listening to me, to me and you right now, Every single one of you out there, you have greatness, man. You have greatness on the inside of you. Some of you just don't know how much is on the inside of you. Once you discover it, man, it will change your life. So definitely um, get the legacy, build the, build the dream, the vision for your life, and then read and study. Study the lives of great people because there's a mindset that the greats have. When you start reading, there's a mindset that all of them tend to be on. They, they might all be doing different you know, areas of, uh, of life, like Steve Jobs you know, in, in tech, and then there might be uh, Bill Belichick in sports, you know, or Kobe Bryant on the court, whatever it is. But they all have similarities in their thinking that, that allow them to be great, that allow them to go to the next level. And if you read enough, you'll start to see the similarities and things that they're doing. And you can apply it to your own situation and go to the next level yourself. So definitely, man, that reading, the discipline yourself to read because you're worth it. Listen to me, everybody out there listening, you're worth it, man. Put some time into you. We give so much time to everybody else. Put some time into you. You know what I mean? So so do this. I promise you, you won't regret it. I mean, it'll, it'll change everything. What about your book, Blessing Unstoppable? I mean, if it's selling in 29 countries, it must be pretty damn good. Oh, yeah. Now, what I did was um, through my struggles and, and times that, um, that I went through, I've identified in my book, I've got a 31-day daily devotion. Now, I had read this um, quote about 98% of the world, when they buy a book, they never finish it. They never get past the first chapter. So I was like, why is that? If I'm trying to impact lives, I've got to figure out a way to structure my, my writing in a way that people will finish it and read it and really grasp it all. So what I did was I broke um, the month down, 31 days. I broke each day down into a success principle. It takes 10 minutes to read that principle per day, right? Mm -hmm. And I've structured the book to really create massive change. It's not just a book you read and you put down. This book is an action plan a self-discovery program that will allow you to find yourself. And then it gives you little small steps to take every single day to move toward that thing. So like a lot of people say, when I want to be successful, I just don't know what to do. Right. Grab this book. I give you 30. There's a, there's 31 steps in there that I give you, man, that'll get you started. Then, you, you know, you have to find your own way. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to get you in motion. I'm going to get you moving. I'm going give, to give you some knowledge. I'm going to you know, ask you the questions that you don't know to ask yourself. I've got them all laid out in there. And when you start to ask these questions, it will begin to unlock your mind and you'll begin to see yourself in a way that you never were able to see before. 
And if, if you got an opportunity to get the book, you can get it at blessedandunstoppable.com. It's blessedandunstoppable.com. I promise you, you won't regret it. I promise you that the testimonies with this book, man, I'm not just gaming. You know, I'm not just here to sell a book. I'm pro- Just go look, go look online and look at the testimonies. The book will change your life. I believe it. I got. I got to get that book ASAP. I haven't read it yet, but one one of my friends has it. He he showed me. But I amen, gotta, man. Amen. I gotta check it, brother. But hey, Billy, I really appreciate all your time. Go ahead and uh, if you guys want to go follow Billy, it's Billy Ellsbrook's one, and uh, go grab his book and um, check out his videos on YouTube for sure. That's the first thing you should do. I would recommend to anybody. That's where I first saw, uh, you know, first found your content. Uh, but yeah, the, the content's blown up. So. Uh, Billy, appreciate it again. Thanks for watching another uh, episode of High Energy Ballers, and we will check you later. This is the High Energy Ballers podcast with Eric DeJohn. Subscribe on your favorite platform, and as always, bring the energy.